The Rebel Leadership Podcast, a refreshing take on authentic leadership told through real stories. Let's smash the status quo and change how leaders lead once and for all. Today on the Rebel Leadership Podcast, Bryn Tyndall and I are talking about the impact of power, both personally and professionally, from all angles. Listen, reflect, and embrace your next aha moment. <laughs> when you get on the podcast, Mike, you start dripping sweat. And when Carly gets on the podcast, Mike, she gets tears in her eyes. When she hears her voice, she can't stop crying when she hears her voice back. It's the funniest oh. thing. <laughs> Sorry for making you uncomfortable. It's my job. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Bye. So when <laughs> when we bring on a new employee, there's there's a common misperception that it makes sense to just give a long leash right away and see what they're capable of and then rein them in later. But we do something different here for, for really important reasons. So talk to me a little bit about your experience with that concept. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed, you know, and this is pretty pre- prevalent throughout a lot of companies. They get a shiny new toy, a new employee, right? And they set high expectations. And, and in many cases, you'll see them just sort of really give a lot of distance between them and, and the employee, say, go figure it out. And invariably, you, what you'll start to see is they, the employee actually sort of the leash actually hangs them. It's you know, so much leash they hang themselves, right? And then the, the person that brought them in starts to distance themselves from them and then they're, they're gone, right? And, and the idea that we've tried to do here is when you bring in an employee, you know, regardless of the level, is, is relatively short leash, lots of micro meetings in the be- beginning to get alignment in terms of the vibe. Yeah, lots of expectation setting. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. So, so, that, so that they understand where we're trying to go and we get alignment. We use that word yep. a lot around here, alignment, right? Yep. And, and then piece by piece, you let it out. You wake up in a week and you've got more authority. You wake up another week, you got a little more authority. And you wake up in a month and a half or so, and they're where they would have been in the beginning, but now we're aligned, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that hanging that happens in a lot of corporations that just didn't quite work out, we sort of mitigate that by handling it in this way. Yeah, and it's kind of like, well, why didn't it work out? Did, were we clear with that person up front? Did we just let them do their thing and it wasn't the way that we expected? And if you if you give it too much distance, then you don't have the ability to coach and nurture and and really empower that person to say, yes, more of that. No, 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 mm, try, try away from that piece. And just like those really specific nuances of coaching and leadership are so critical to getting that, um, especially new employees off yeah. the ground and making them feel really comfortable and good in their roles. And that coaching, the timing on coaching is, is also a critical point, right? You know, if you let too much time go between the incident, right, of what occurred, the action, it, it fades in people's minds and you, you can't go back and recreate the emotion of the incident once time has gone by. So I think it's really critical when you think of coaching mm-hmm that you sort of almost immediately when it's done, you gather them and say, let's just talk through that, right? Like what happened here? Why did it happen? Here's how could we have done that differently? You know, this this happens a lot in in uh, in youth sports. In fact, I was just gonna say, yeah, you're the, a coach. Like yeah, this is the, exactly what you need to do on the field. Well, it is, and and this is one of the things that's interesting about youth sports and American soccer versus British soccer, as an example, right? The British believe the game is about 
putting the kids out there almost like a test and let them fail, right? And, and, and I come from a football, basketball background, you know, which is real-time, instant feedback from coaching. Mm-hmm. By the time you take a kid who's five, six years old, a game has gone by, and you say, remember in the first part of the game when you had taken the ball down the – gone. It's gone, right? Yeah, they don't And they remember. missed that coaching moment, right? So I, I'm not trying to correlate kids to adults and so forth, but there, there are some similarities there with if you don't – sort of strike when the iron is hot, when the emotion is hot, and explain the differences and the nuances of it, I find that a lot of the subtleties of it are, are lost. Yeah, right? and this is the same thing with every relationship in your life, whether it be your spouse or your your kids or your peers or your boss or anything like that. If you let things go and you brush it under the rug, there's going to be a day when you explode. Yeah. Because no one can handle that burden of, remember what you said a month ago? Right. Because that person never even knew that it happened. So it's our responsibility as leaders to point that stuff out when it happens so that you, we can all move on and we can all grow and and maintain a healthy relationship in the end so that it doesn't explode in that in that employee's face. Yeah, this is why, you know, empathy and emotional intelligence are so important in business now. You know, there, there are a lot of things that are unsaid verbally but mm-hmm. your body your eyes your face you know give it away i can't remember you said something to me yesterday and i saw i saw i said something to you and i saw your eyes yeah. slant and and i realized i'd stepped in something i don't remember what it was anymore <laughs> but you didn't say anything Whoops. but but i knew <laughs> what i had said had just set you off right yeah um so, and, and if you remember what we did next is we immediately stopped and we confronted yeah. that issue and tucked it in and moved on a lot of people don't like to do that. Yeah, right? right. Well, it takes a lot of courage to say, wait a second, I just said something that pissed you off. Yeah. Or I just said something that you took the wrong way. Let me clarify what I meant by that. Yeah. That's a lot of things that you'll hear us say is like, hang on a second. Like, that's not what I meant by that. I, I totally understand how you took it that way. Let me share the perspective where I was coming from and let me say it a different way. Yeah, no, that's great. And it, it's it, what's been great about all this is... is you start to see here a lot of the leadership is starting to talk that way here. You know, they're starting to talk. You know, we, we refer to it a lot as being authentic voice. You know, mm-hmm. what you're really thinking, what you're really, what's really on your mind. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how, why it's so important as a leader to truly express what you're thinking, you know, and state it verbally so so the other person doesn't have to assume or guess what you're thinking. Yeah, right, because that, right. so no a one's a mind thing. reader. Right, right. So when... If we go back to the the short leash, long leash concept, when people start getting that greater level of empowerment, right? That's what the leash is, the, the proverbial leash is that we're talking about. It's empowerment. You're empowered to do this. Now you're empowered to take this next thing on and this next thing on. And it kind of grows and grows and grows for that individual where you're you're trusting more, you're nurturing more, you're coaching more, you're letting them go and do their thing and really thrive in their role. What have you, you've run hundreds of businesses in the past, hundreds, but. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yeah. businesses. Um, and you've managed a lot of people and you've coached a lot of people. Like what do you see are the trends that happen as a result of that impact of power? I was going to actually throw it back at you because you've recently come through a version of that here, right? You know, mm. over the last year and a half or so, you've you've progressed a lot, and and I hate to say your leash lengthened, but your yeah. your leash, leash lengthened, lengthened, right? Yeah. So now you're sitting here, you know, with a relatively long leash, yeah. and you know what what how have you viewed that process, and how how do you see people thinking, acting, interacting with you differently? Yeah. Now? Oh, you threw it back at me. 
Um, it's a good question because it takes a lot of self-reflection, what's happened in the past couple months. Because when I first got the promotion to the position I am now, um, it was like my dream come true. So it was this per- personal moment of like, oh my gosh, you did it, right? And there's so much excitement around like what that means in terms of responsibility and the decisions that you're able to make and the people you're able to affect in a positive way. And just like all the good stuff comes up right when the excitement of the the title changes, right? And then you quickly realize like the, the increased title changes are also a drastic shift in the way people interact with right. you. And that I think is the hardest unexpected part where you're starting to see body language change around you, but people aren't necessarily willing to say what they really feel because they feel like they might not be able to, or, um, your friendships change at work because you really can't share details that you would have been able to at a peer to peer level. Um, they laugh at our jokes more and they might not be as funny as I think I am. I know that for a fact for me. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, wait a second. I think I'm funny right now, but are you just laughing because of my title or do you really think I'm funny? Um, there's just so much like interpersonal stuff that changes your dynamic. And, and that piece is really hard because you kind of feel there's this phrase that we've talked a lot about, which is really personal, but it's like, it's a little bit lonely at the top, Mm -hmm. right? It's lonely because you can't share details with each other because of your role. There's a lot of confidential information that we have stored in our brains that's staying in our brains. And you can't, you can't just converse about that on Slack with anybody, right? right? So it just kind of separates, 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 separates that personal stuff from people. And you don't want to, because to me, I feel like the same person, right? I just like, I'm, I am who I am to everybody. And that's a blessing and a curse. But at the same time, like I'm starting to realize like the perception of me is different than how I see myself. Yeah, I think it's also important to point out, you know, with with respect to leadership, you can give people title, you can give people power, but that doesn't necessarily give people respect, right? And respect is one of those things that's earned. And, you know, know, you'll see this play out multiple times. This person may have the higher title. This one may even have make more money or whatever. But the reality is the respect that is garnered by the individual that has the expertise of the domain Mm -hmm. just does a better job of building relationships with people and so forth. That's where the real power resides, the real respect lies. And when, when you see that happening organically in businesses, that's the place where I sort of seek those people out because you can realize they understand how to navigate you know, the interpersonal relationships with yeah. people, they know how to navigate. There, there are politics in business at all levels as, as, as much as we try not to have that here that still exists. It's yeah. human nature. And when you see that, that happening in people, those are the real people, people that we try to tap as leaders that rise up in the organization. Right. Yeah. And just making sure that as that power extends and the impact of, of their power and empowerment extends, that they're doing so in an inclusive way because that's also where the respect comes from. It's like if you've just gotten to the top by yourself, no one's going to be supporting of that power except for your boss probably. Yeah, when you say inclusive, what's that mean to you? Well, I, to me, it's like bringing everybody along for the ride, right? right? It's like it's, it's not just you that got you to that part. It's right. because the team around you is kicking ass, right? You might just have the 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 DNA in you to tap the best out of people and to get the best out of everybody. 
But if you're not building up the people around you and, and giving them credit for the hard work that they're doing, then then you're you're getting to this PowerPoint without anybody, not PowerPoint, the, the power play without anybody in support of that, without any of that respect that you really do need as a leader to lead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting, you know, it, it, we, at all levels, you know, whether it's youth sports, you know, business, just life, you know, you, you'll find where people were on the outside if you extended a hand and bring them on the inside and then check back on that situation just a little bit later, you will find that they are acting in a very exclu- excluding way, right? In other words, they try to keep the very people that were on the outside on the outside so they can retain their power, retain their position, mm-hmm. keep the others down. It happens at all levels and it's, it's extremely frustrating. It happens fast. Um, and uh, what we've tried to do here at Rebel at, at all levels is give voice at all levels and and access at all levels. I mean, one example yeah. would be we have a very open meeting policy here. If you see something that interests you, you can attend the meeting. If you want to be on a committee, you raise your hand and be on a committee. In other words, we don't hold anyone back. So I'm, I'm a big believer. We're a big believer in this idea that um, there's power in inclusion and and you can create a lot of momentum with inclusion. But when you begin to exclude, yeah. you know, that, that actually holds people back. Yeah. And so a specific example of this is like, I'm sure people can relate to this any industry. It's like when you present back a polished deliverable, whatever it is, this is like perfectly thought through and it's in this perfect package and it solves all these problems and you kind of present this perfectly polished thing back as the leader who saw all the connection pieces, they saw all the problems that needed to be solved and here you go, here's the fix. And it falls flat in the room. Right. It's, like a, it's like a dead bolt just dropping to the floor. And you're like, why did it fall like that? And then you start getting defensive and you start, you know, blaming like why, why that didn't take hold and everybody else like isn't pulling their weight and stuff. But really it's because you might not have been inclusive in bringing everybody along with you to create that solve. So yeah, you might be five steps, 10 steps ahead in terms of like what you expect that deliverable to be. But if you didn't bring everybody's voice into it, that might turn out to be a different thing that's more thought through because you need everybody around you to buy into these big ideas, especially the more power that you have. Because your responsibility is to make sure you're not doing this by yourself. That's not scalable whatsoever. You have to empower the people around you to know, like, I respect and care about your opinion in this. I expect and care about your opinion in this as part of the process of getting to bigger, better, greater. Um, and not excluding them in the process to say, all right, let me just put you down because I really don't care what you have to say. Here's what we're going to go do. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. You know, if you think about an entrepreneur and and the way entrepreneurs have, have act, have to act, right, in order to be successful, you know, you, you, you basically learn to rely on yourself exclusively, right? You learn to um, not listen, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to naysayers, you know, the people who say you can or can't or shouldn't or wouldn't, right? You you, you only trust in yourself. Those that are very successful mm-hmm. only really trust in, in their self, right? And then you you take what you just got done saying and you put an entrepreneur into it and it doesn't necessarily always work. So there's, yeah. there is some unlearning. I think entrepreneurs have to, have to begin to go through where, okay, I don't have to do this myself. I brought a team in who can do this. Mm-hmm. I have people in here who can do it better than me. Mm-hmm. In the sum, not me per se, but probably yeah, yeah. me, right? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, do it better. better. And, and there's some unlearning in there, you know, that's, a, I think it's part of that 
inclusiveness that it's, I think it's difficult for entrepreneurs to do that because of the, the, the sort of school of hard knocks they come through in forming stuff. Yep. Right? And so. you have to have a level of blinders on in pursuit of that future vision and pursuit of the yeah. position that you want. But at the same time, bringing everybody along with you feel a lot better along the ride. Absolutely.